If you love all things gardening, why not join us at our Spring Fair from the 3rd to the 5th of May at Bewley in Hampshire. You'll find everything you need to kickstart the season. Find out more at bbcgardenersworldfair.com. See you there. This episode is brought to you by Accenture. A better you starts with better hydration. Accenture is on a mission to inspire people to do what matters most. Their proprietary ionization process transforms water from any source into ionized alkaline water, providing water that's 99.9% pure with a pH of 9.5 or higher. Essentia Overachieving H2O, the number one ionized alkaline water. Shop now. Hi, I'm Daniel, founder of Pretty Litter. Cats and cat owners deserve better than any old-fashioned litter. That's why I teamed up with scientists and veterinarians to create Pretty Litter. Its innovative crystal formula has superior odor control and weighs up to 80% less than clay litter. Pretty Litter even monitors health by changing colors to help detect early signs of potential illness. It's the world's smartest kitty litter. Go to prettylitter.com and use code SPOTIFY for 20% off your first order and a free cat toy. Terms and conditions apply. See site for details. This episode is brought to you by the Inspire Collection by Kalia. Just because you're working out doesn't mean you shouldn't look fabulous. The Inspire Collection by Kalia was designed with both style and performance in mind. It looks good, feels good, and stays put no matter how you move. And the collection has everything you need for a day at the gym. A support bra, crop tanks, bike shorts, amazing leggings, and more. It's their most versatile collection yet. Shop the Inspire Collection by Kalia now, exclusively at Dick's Sporting Goods. Hello, and welcome to the BBC Gardener's World magazine podcast, brought to you by the team here at the magazine. Join us as we chat all things gardening with the nation's favourite experts. A traditional Christmas door wreath is just the thing to give visitors a hearty festive welcome. And even better if it's homemade with materials foraged from the garden. It's the perfect way to keep costs down while making something totally individual to you. Hello, I'm Kevin and I'm joined today by florist and gardener Shilpa Reddy. Shilpa created the beautiful Christmas wreath that features on the front cover of our December issue. And we're going to create something similar in the studio right now as we record this podcast. Apparently it's simple and easy enough for even me to have a go at. Hello, happy Christmas. Hello, Kevin. Happy Christmas. It's really great to see you. And thank you so much for bringing in all this fabulous material that we're surrounded with. I can see we've got wreath rings, we've got greenery, we've got berries, fruit, all sorts of wire cutters. Um, I'm quite excited. So tell me what's so brilliant about Christmas wreaths? Why do you love them so much? Oh, wow. Um, so everything you've just mentioned, Kevin, the fact that you can make them with items from your garden, it's something really personal, the smells, I mean, you can... Oh, it yeah, smells beautiful it, in here, I must I mean, say. we've got lots of pine and dried fruit and cinnamon sticks, but everything at Christmas smells great. Um, and also, it's just it's just time to switch off, isn't it, and do something for yourself and uh, and also have your house be the talk of the street. <laughs> it's nothing yeah. like a bit of neighbourly yeah. yeah, neighbourly rivalry, exactly. is there? Absolutely. Exactly. I mean, is I mean, do you, I mean, I know you, you are a florist, but do you enjoy making these things? You must do. You must I love really. It. Yeah. I love it. But I also, 
enjoy seeing people who make them who probably haven't made them before. It might be their first time. Just the real joy on their face because they start off thinking they won't be able to do it. And they're always really pleased when they get to the end. And I mean, I mean, I mentioned when I was introing this session that it's, you know, a great way to keep costs down, to have something that's really personal to you. And I mean, is it better than going and buying one in the shops? Surely it is. Yeah, I think, I think so, because you've made it yourself. It's going to be completely compostable, all the natural materials will be. If you purchase a wreath ring, one of these wire wreath rings that we have here, that you can keep that and reuse that for the following year. And a lot of, a lot of people actually even keep their entire base. Uh, and keep that to the following year. So, um, and yes, yeah, I don't think anything beats making something yourself uh, and having all your your envious family look at it. <laughs> How did you do that? Well, of course, we are we are gardeners. We're Gardeners World magazine, and I guess my my next question is: Can I really get stuff from my garden for these things? I'm I'm guessing it's possible to to go out and pick a few bits and bobs, but is it is it feasible to to get most of the things that you need from from your back garden? Yeah, absolutely, 100%. So um, we've got some moss here. It's optional. So that you may need to get from the garden centre. But everything else, so we've got some pine, but you can use any sort of conifer that you might have in the garden. And if not, then any kind of green foliage. Uh, The conifers last a bit longer on your wreath but any anything else you know it will it will give you at least a week or two weeks uh the dried fruit is handmade as well so i can i'll tell you a bit later on how to how to dry that in your oven um yeah and so we've used uh, pine cones forage from the garden as well so uh and any berries that you have on bushes so yeah completely all from the garden it's a great year for berries this year actually yes, i've seen exactly. all sorts of yeah, lovely things knocking about absolutely. So. okay so before we get cracking and i'm quite excited about about giving this a go just tell me <laughs> what basic things do we need I can see uh this wire ring I've got some uh some, some cutters here some wire what what should people gather together in terms of basic sort of uh materials before they get cracking yeah good point so uh we've got some things that people probably won't have at home so I've got a wire ring here so you get something called a double ring and you can purchase it online or garden centers um and it's it's essentially a, a bigger ring and a smaller ring inside and rather than using a single ring which doesn't give you as much space to attach things onto so it's it's called a double wreath ring if you were to look it up so okay. uh, and I usually use a 12 or 14 inch one for a, a good size uh, front door wreath you need a pair of scissors sometimes secateurs are helpful if you're cutting your foliage up so your branched foliage anything yep. from the garden but if you don't have them don't worry you know strong scissors are good enough you'll need some craft wire as well so floristry wire or craft wire doesn't matter what color it is um and and something that's a fairly malleable malleable thickness so i i would say this is called 22 gauge or 22 g okay so and i'm just 22, picking up it's very bendy isn't it's it it's very bendy one <laughs> yeah so it shouldn't be difficult to bend and then also we've got some wire on a reel so again um you can get this from floristry shops or garden centers or but you know craft craft shops or online and again this is um this is 22 gauge as well so it's just it's just craft wire but some on a reel and you want some straight wires as well so the straight wires are for your decorations and the the wire on a reel or on a spool is for your base 
Okay, so there's not actually much, is there, to get started, really? No, no, or looking, just... looking in front of me, we don't. It's not like we've got tons and tons of kit. And I'm guessing. I mean, does this stuff cost a lot? I'm assuming. No, I'm no. assuming not. No, the wire, wire pennies, really. And most people do have scissors at home. Uh, and then also uh, for your foraged goods, I would say you can use moss if you want to use sort of hanging basket moss. Um, that's good for your base. Or moss is optional. You can just add your foliage straight onto your wire wreath ring. Um, um, but foliage-wise, I would say just pick some greenery from the garden, branches, or if you've got some conifer. Um, and then also, if you want to use fruit and pine cones for your decorations, those are good things, you know, um, small oranges and things like that that you can slice, uh, berries. Uh, and then we've also added some apples, cinnamon sticks, you can purchase them if you want, but again, optional. So it's all stuff that you might have around the house. And then the great thing, I mean, the moss, I'm guessing, you know, we must make sure it's... Um, you know, sustainably sourced or yes. as you say, from yes. the garden. And we've got, yes. you know, lots of gardeners have moss in their lawns that they could rake up or, yeah. um, you know, gather from from corners here and there. So, yeah, um, but as you say, that bit's not essential if you don't, if no, you don't exactly. need it. No, exactly. Okay. If you don't need it. Um, but, you know, um, you can, garden centres now are quite good at getting some sustainably sourced mosses in and it doesn't really matter what type you use. You can even use the moss, like you said, that you find between paving stones or growing on top of the garden shed. That sort of moss is fine too. Okay, great. So, um, if I'm, I've got my kit, and I'm now I'm, you know, in theory, I'm we're in the studio right yes. now. But in theory, if I was nipping out into the garden, yeah, um, I've, I've listened to everything that you said I'd need. But I'm guessing that I need to look for a, a mix of of, of foliage, of colours, for berries, seed heads. I mean, are there any rules? Is there anything that you can't add in? No, uh, I would say. Just go for things that to you mean Christmas. So if it's berries, okay. if it's green foliage, um, if you've, you know, if you've got sort of dried seed heads in the garden and things like that, whatever speaks Christmas to you, because everyone's idea is slightly different. So Okay, okay, cool. And I mean, are there any um I don't know, seem, might seem a silly question, but any sort of specific ways to pick or harvest this stuff? Does it need to be plunged into water once it's cut from the garden or um, can, you know, just gather it up to, to use as and when you like? What, what's best to do with everything when it's cut? Yeah, well, if you're harvesting in advance, I would say set, keep it somewhere cool and dark until you really need it to make your wreath because uh, with a lot of this stuff, once it's cut, I don't keep it in water, but it will dry out if you just bring it inside. Um, the wreaths do quite well on the front door because it's nice and cool outside so same with the wreath material so if you're harvesting in advance keep it probably somewhere in the garden shed um just cool and dark um but i would harvest close close to your wreath making activity would be a good idea okay cool well, should we get started? Yes, I'm quite, I'm quite intrigued and 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 excited to do this, and I'm even more excited because I'm going to have a wreath at the end of it. Hopefully. <laughs> so what's what's the first what's the first thing that I need to do here? Talk me through it because I'm a bit of a novice, if I have to right. say. So the first thing you've done the right thing. You've picked up your wreath ring. So yep. as we've said, it's a double ring. So it's got outer ring and an inner ring, and the two are joined by these side struts. And I want you to get now your um, wire on a reel. So it's okay. your craft wire on a reel, and you can attach it any point to your wreath ring. So just by, you don't need to do a knot or anything, just wrap the end round your outer wreath ring just to yep. make sure your wire on a reel is attached. Uh, and we're not going to cut this wire until we've completely finished our base now. So just keep it attached okay, the whole time. Okay, good stuff. Got you. Uh, and we're going to start creating our base using this moss that we've got here. 
Um, so it's fresh moss. It might have creepy crawlies in it. Do you know, I did just see a little bug, actually. I'm not sure what it was, a little That's tiny something. Yeah, the uh, the uh, the studio team will, will love that when we've when we've gone. Okay, yeah. so I've got a big handful. Hold Lovely. On. So you're gonna so we're just gonna moss one side of the ring. We're not gonna think about the back. Okay. So you're gonna hold, grab a handful, um, hold it against the front of your ring, whichever yeah. you decide is the front, and you're going to do maybe three or four wraps quite tightly round. Uh, with your with your wire on a reel. So you're going round your handful of moss and you're going round the whole of your wreath ring, which is your outer and inner ring. So all of it together, it's one big lump. Okay, yes, yeah. look at that. It's attached. It's attached. It's attached. attached. Now don't Brilliant. don't cut your wire. Okay. I know this is um, going to be key. Do not cut the wire. Cut if anyone's wire. listening, do well, not cut the wire. If you cut it accidentally, you can just reattach it in the same way we okay. attach it start. Um, but it's nice and secure if you keep the wire all in one piece. So another handful of moss right next to where your first handful was, uh, going along the wreath ring. So the aim is to cover the entire base of the wreath ring in moss. So again, you know, three or four wraps quite tightly. Uh, and I use this, as a way to make my wreath a bit more three-dimensional. Okay. Um, I don't necessarily use it as a water source for the foliage. I know some people recommend that. But if, you, if you're using conifers, they'll last anyway. But if you've got sort of more fragile foliage uh, and you keep this moss base nice and damp, it does help your foliage yeah. last a bit longer on your wreath. Okay, good stuff. Now, um, I'm just putting this on here. I can see that I'm making a right old mess. I'm assuming that's <laughs> okay messy, and par yes. for the course, isn't it? Exactly. <laughs> if you've got any expensive carpet please cover it before you start <laughs> no better no better excuse to uh, to make a mess than this um okay now we've talked a little bit about um the materials that you can add you know the the um the things that you'd pick from the garden but i mean is it okay to add other things that you might have knocking about the house you know um synthetic or christmas decorations yeah, or even lights maybe you yes. know Yes, definitely. Oh, good points, actually, Ken. Um, so definitely, you know, people, all, this is all about personalising and personalising your Christmas. So if you've got baubles, um, you know, or even handmade decorations, perhaps that your kids have made, they're great ones to attach in. Uh, lights as well. So I usually use the um, LED battery pack lights. They okay. don't need to be plugged in anywhere. And you can just get a really short string of them, um, less than a metre, wrap them all the way around your wreath. Uh, and then just change the batteries as you need. And they last quite a long time, actually. Well, you're whizzing away. I must, I must, <laughs> you see, I'm, I've done this before. <laughs> you have done this before and I have not. I'm, I'm talking too much, that's why. Okay, so tell me, what what are we going to be doing next? We're getting we're getting close to having this wreath covered with moss now. What's what's the next part of the, of the process? And, you know, is there anything that we need to have prepared or ready to go or... Or anything like that. Yeah, so step two would be adding your foliage, so your greenery on top. Uh, we've got pine here, but you can use any greenery tool. So uh, if you haven't got it ready to go, that's fine. I would just you just moss your base and then you can put your wreath ring down with your wire still attached. Uh, and what we're going to do is we're going to chop up our foliage, our pine, into sort of um, hand hand-sized pieces. Okay. Uh, and create a pile of those. So I think for a 14-inch wreath ring, which is the standard size, you probably need about, you know, I'd say like 40 pieces of foliage, hand size. Okay, sounds well, that like sounds a quite lot. a lot, actually. Like a yeah, lot. I was just thinking but that you sounds can, a lot. If you've got quite a long branch, you can cut that into four or five. Um, 
Uh, and what's nice with the pine or other type of conifer is they they have this sort of hand shape to them as well. So I always say to people, if they're using pine, cut them in hand size, hand shaped bits, uh, and then you've got the right they've got the right kind of shape and size. Good. Oh, excellent, excellent advice. Oh, yeah. oh you've even taken me. I have. I don't know how I managed that. I'm not entirely sure I've done it as well Sneaky. as you. But, ask me a question. I know, I know. Well, that's the thing. This is the moral of the story is you can't talk and attach <laughs> yes, moss to exactly. a ring. But I'm just actually, it, in, I'm just picking it up. And it's interesting how much heavier it's become, hasn't yeah. it? When you add all of this to it. So it's got some real sort of body now, which is, yes. which is you know, it's feeling quite substantial, which is great. Yes. Exactly. And, you know, if you will notice, if you don't use moss, uh, your wreath will still last, but it, it won't won't look as three-dimensional. It gives it a nice three-dimensional shape as well. Okay. Right. I think I'm there. Famous last words. I might <laughs> not be. So, <laughs> right. so okay, we've got the pine now. I'm yeah, just... I'm going to hand you some bits of already okay, pre, pre-cut for you. <laughs> Lovely. Thank you. You're very kind. <laughs> I need all the help I can get on this, I can tell you. (laughs) Yeah, so if you can see, um, it's sort of hand size, so it's got fronds fronds on it, and it's almost got this, what I would call a little wrist bit at the bottom, which is what we're going to use to attach to our wreath. Um, So once we've mossed, we're going to create little bunches with our foliage, and if you've got any berries, this is the time to bunch them up with it as well. So with the pine... I get two bits together, hold them together almost in a V-shape because well, however much foliage you've got, you want to try and fan it out for your bunches. Okay. So you're holding them at the bottom and your foliage is all fanned out at the top. And if you've got berries, place them on top of your bunch as well. Yes. Uh, and then you're going to hold your foliage onto your wreath ring so it goes in front of the moss. Yeah. Uh, and with pine, it's got a kind of front and a back to it. The front's the fluffy bit and the back is the back. Is back. Um, so the back goes towards the moss and the front, the fluffy bit of your pine is facing forward and you're going to attach it the same way we attach the moss. So using your craft wire on a reel, you're just going to wrap it round really tightly just at the base of your bundle. Yeah, I've got you. Because you want your fronds to be nice and free just to give it that nice natural wreath shape. So just don't do, don't wrap higher up, just wrap at the base of your bundle, but keep wrapping until it seems secure. So even maybe four or five wraps around that. I mean, this also as well, I mean, this pine is beautiful. It looks just like Christmas tree branches, it does, doesn't it? Which doesn't I'm guessing is, is what it is. And nice. yes, I, yeah, yeah. I'd, I'd imagine that if you don't have these sorts of, you know, pine branches in your garden that, you know, often nurseries and garden centres that are selling Christmas trees have yeah. off-cut, off-cuts from they the bottom, don't they? Off-cuts. So, and if you're really serious about your wreath making, I have known people to buy trees and cut off the branches. So, <laughs> Can you yes. imagine? Yes. Crumbs. <laughs> Those are, that's for the hardcore fanatics. Um, so again, so we've done bunch number one. Yeah. Uh, and then bunch number two, again, two bits of pine hold, with the front facing towards the front. If you don't know which way around, it doesn't really matter. Um, and then hold, fan them out into a V shape almost. Yeah. Yeah. And then if you've got berries, put those in the front, in the centre. Uh, and then you're going to hold your bunch number two overlaps bunch number one so the fronds the fluffy bits of bunch number two are going to go over the base of bunch number one so you've got a bit of an overlap got you okay Uh, and then you're going to use your real wire again just to wrap around um the base of this bunch and just hold it really tightly and securely onto your moss base crumbs the concentration is quite something (laughs) but i'm having a lovely time i'm enjoying myself so yeah it may not sound fun but it really is (laughs) 
I mean, I would absolutely recommend that anybody have a go at this. I mean, it's it's great fun. I mean, we're creating a tremendous mess, which I don't know, there's something quite fun <laughs> yes. about that as well, though, the, the permission to make to a permission mess. permission to make a mess. Probably haven't had that since school. Right. So with all your subsequent, so what the idea is now, we're going to attach all these bunches that we're creating yeah. all the way around your wreath. Every subsequent bunch needs to overlap the previous bunch slightly. So overlaps and covers that covers that area where we've attached with a wire. It's what I'm finding fascinating is that, you know, the 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 wire ring that we started off with, it, it wasn't tiny, but actually we're ending yes. up with something quite big. Quite quite big, yes. aren't we? Yeah, absolutely. Yes. It's amazing how it grows. Yeah. So uh you might think that you need a 16-inch wreath ring. You don't, because it always grows by about two or three inches. <laughs> so you you'd this. need an enormous door. Yes, then, wouldn't you? <laughs> you should just check the size of your door ahead of time <laughs> before. But I, 12 to 14 is good. I mean, are there any golden rules with this? I mean, this you're you're teaching me wonderfully, so thank you, thank you for that. But you know. Is there anything that you must always consider or keep in mind when you're when you're making something like this? What are the you know the sort of the common mistakes that that people make? I like with all things in life, I suppose rushing. So take time with creating your base. Um, decorations, if they fall off later, they can always be fixed quite easily. But I think the base has to be right. So you just want your wire wrapped around pretty tightly, um, just to make sure because it's difficult to go back and fix your foliage. If it's, if it's sort of not holding. Every now and again, I would say, because again, most people will do this flat on a table. So I'd say every now and again, hold your wreath up in front of you. Ooh, so you just okay. make sure everything's secure. Um, and also don't do, just wrap at the base of your bunches, not too much higher up because you want the leaves to be nice and free. Uh, otherwise, the shape's not quite right. Um, but yeah, otherwise, otherwise, it's all very personal. So every some people, I always recommend going around with your bunches in the same direction, whether that be clockwise or anti-clockwise, yeah. um, just so your your bunches all overlap each other and they fit together nicely. Um, but some people do like to to go in two directions, so half one way and half the other way. Almost like a traditional sort of laurel wreath. And I'm guessing you'd get more of a no an oval shape, perhaps a little bit then, would you? Yeah, Somehow, yeah. I'm guessing. Yes. Uh that's a good design. I think if you've got your fronds going up one side one way and going up the other side the other way, and then if you wanted just some central decorations right at the bottom, that could look quite nice. Okay, I'm getting there. Now, yeah. I'm getting as well, another essential thing for wreath making has got to be, you know, a, a glass of mulled wine and a mince pie or something, definitely. hasn't it? Surely, surely yeah, that definitely. helps things along the way, doesn't it? Definitely. That's <laughs> definitely, you will always create a better wreath if you've got those two on the go. <laughs> <laughs> okay, we're getting there. I think I'm, I think I'm about halfway, halfway through now. Yeah. I mean, do, do you know why, do you know, with, with Christmas wreaths, traditionally where they where they come from why people do it I mean I'm, I'm intrigued to know I'm not sure I know the answer of that myself I but think I've googled it so many times and there isn't a, there isn't a nice neat answer to that I think it just you know 
they they are purely decorative and they don't have a huge deeper meaning sadly <laughs> but um i if anyone knows i'd be interested to find well, out but yes. google hasn't told me very much exciting i'm sure i'm sure that uh, if people know the history of the yes. uh, of the christmas dory they will Please they will let, let us know. know at the magazine yes. i'm quite sure me, and also email me if you know <laughs> okay <laughs> right okay so what what happens next what do we do what do we do once we've got all of this greenery on i'm just going to um assume that we have we've got yes. a little bit more to do yes. but what 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 comes next so at that point we've come to the end of our wire on a reel so uh we're going to snip that off yeah so once you've done your moss and your greenery on top that's when you're going to cut your wire snip that off and you can just find a free bit of your wire wreath ring at the back and just wrap it around there. If you can't see your wire wreath ring because you've covered it so nicely, you can just tuck, tuck the free end of your wire into the moth. Okay. It doesn't need to be tied anywhere. Okay, perfect. So that, that's how we're going to finish off our base there. And then we're going to start to focus on the decorations. Now, surely um, this is the fun bit, isn't it? Is Although, having said that, yeah. I've had a lovely time so I far. I mean, but... <laughs> as you can see, yours looks really nice, even just with the greenery, actually. You've picked some nice fluffy bits there. <laughs> I like it. Um, so, decorations depends on what you're using. And again, completely up to you, just how much preparation you would need. But if you're using baubles from your Christmas tree, you can just yep. add those straight on with the straight wires, the easiest for that to use. Or uh, we've got some dried fruit here. So the way I do my dried fruit is, you know, with the oranges, I cut them at half a centimetre thickness, put them in the oven. So these, these started their life as actual real oranges yes, then, didn't they? Yes, these were real oranges, yeah. <laughs> oh, yeah, so yeah. tell me, how do, you, how do you go about that then? I thought these were things that you, you had to buy. I didn't realise no, you could do it yourself. No, these less good looking ones, as you can see, here are the ones I did myself. So, so you cut your fruit um, half cent. I'd say for oranges, let's go go with half a centimeter thickness. Um, line a baking tray with greaseproof paper or something else, uh, and then ninety degrees takes a bit of a while. So just make sure no one's waiting to use the oven. Um, so two hours one side, and then flip them over. Two hours the other side, and they come out looking like this. Wow! And your house will smell amazing. Um, but you do need the oven to yourself for about four hours. I was going to say, it's quite a long hours. time. Yes, yeah, so 90 degrees, that's low, isn't it? That's a very low temperature. Yes, so. yes, exactly. And it dries them out nice and gently. And you can also use those for potpourri or something in the house because they smell amazing. These are whole oranges, which you can see, Kevin, nobody else can. And I've made <laughs> slits slits in them this is a very slow drying process so you might some people might want to buy this commercially but again I leave this at 90 degrees or 100 degrees centigrade in the oven and I just keep an eye on it until it's dry this one took me about six hours I've got a very big oven so I do a whole batch yeah. together but they're just slits down the side uh, of whole oranges as well and those and how long do they last I mean I'm, I'm guessing that they you know they they last for quite a long time in this condition. Yeah, so this is actually last year's orange, genuinely, that I'm <laughs> holding. So, and it, it still looks great, still smells great. So if you're, it depends on... Oh, it does. It smells um, absolutely lovely. Sorry to interrupt. No, 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 no. no. I, think, I think that was a valid interruption. <laughs> so, um, but with this, if they get wet on your front door outside, they don't last very long at all. So they'll start to decay. Um, if you keep them in, indoors, they last you know, for a long, I mean, I've had this for a year. We've got some that we've had for two years, so quite a long time. Uh, outdoors, 
in the rain, probably not so much, but they do last a really long time and people often keep them for potpourri, etc. So these, even if they get drier in the house, they're completely fine. Oh, great. Yeah. Do you know, I'm intrigued to do this. I'm going to have to sort of book in a long slot in the oven, aren't I? <laughs> yeah, <laughs> to, that in now. <laughs> to make sure. But, oh, what a lovely thing to do at a weekend, to the smell going around yeah, the house. It must absolutely. be wonderful. Absolutely. And you could even just string these together separately and use them as decorations. Yeah, brilliant idea. Okay, so sorry, we, we got we got sidetracked by drying drying fruit. fruit. But what what is the next stage of the, the process then? So, so this is it. So you've completed your base, congratulations. And now we're going to add the decorations. So we're going to move on to our straight wire, which is the easiest to use for this. Okay. So I'm going to start with a sliced fruit because that's easiest and you can even do apples and things some people dry chilies as well um so with the straight wire the key is to try and keep it as straight as possible so only touch the wire where you're bending it okay. so we're going to create a bend in the center to create a hairpin and if you just touch it in the center and bend it there and keep the two legs as straight as possible that's yeah got you yeah um and then you're going to put one leg through your sliced fruit very gently because you don't want to tear the fruit so you've got something like that. So you've yep. got your fruit on a hairpin. And then with your two prongs of your hairpin, you're going to go through your wreath from the front to the back. Try and keep the two prongs together. So you're going to find them. So as straight as possible, straight down, um, over some greenery and through your moss base to Okay, the back. so I'm going actually straight through it rather than um, yeah. sort of either side of the ring, as it were. Oh, okay. Yes, yeah, no, so no. yes, straight coming, through the ring. You come out the other side? You come out the other side. I have come out the other side, yeah, yes. Exactly. And then pull, so you've got two bits of wire sticking out through your moss base at the back now. So if I you do. pull them through tightly, yep. and all you're going to do is just tuck those back into the moss base. How clever. Ta-da. And there look, that's go. not going to go anywhere, is it? You having to use glue and things as well. Yeah, so that's great. I mean, I was going to, I was going to say, you know, we're talking a little bit about glue and sustainably sourced moss and and everything. And you mentioned everything is sort of, well, you know, biodegradable at the beginning. But what, what? I mean, we have created quite a lot of mess. What happens to all of this stuff? Can it go on the compost yes, heap? Yeah, yeah. This is all compostable. I say, keep your wire wiring. For the following year, you could even use your wiring for, you know, Easter wreath making or uh, wreath making any time of year, so autumn wreath making, so that wiring can be reused as many times as you like. And then all this real um, real fruit and everything else is compostable. That can go on the compost heap at home. Um, in the winter, your pine will take a long time to degrade, but it will degrade. <laughs> so, okay. Or it can go in your council green bin as well. Okay, cool. Um, right. Okay. I'm sorry. I'm getting completely sidetracked with, no, no, with this. I'm good. Glad you're good. Good. It. Good. Um, so another thing you can do once you've got handy with the technique. So you're creating your hairpin with your wire. Um, you could get two or three bits of fruit together, and that creates a nice look as well. So if you get two bits together. And what um, about? Um, I'm just thinking, you know, other things from the garden, um, you know, you mentioned if there's any pine cones that are on the ground, yeah. um, any any berries, seed heads, um, that kind of stuff. Do they all, all is, this, is the technique exactly the same for yeah. the, all of these things? So the idea is you need to attach whatever decoration it is, even a plastic bauble, you want to attach it somehow onto this wire hairpin. So you can pass the two prongs of the hairpin through from the front of your wreath to the back. Um, so with pine cones, what I do is I find the lowest open bit of the pine cone and I wrap my long straight craft wire around. So obviously if it bends around the pine cone, that's fine, but you want to keep the ends straight as possible. Uh, and then you pass the two ends of your hairpin straight through, so over the greenery and through the moss base. 
through to the back. And then when you find your two bits of wire at the back, you tuck them back into the moss base and just pull it through tight before you do the tucking in at the back. Okay. Now I'm getting really carried away here. It's, yeah, it's yeah, great it's, fun. Yeah. But I just wondered, can you add... Oh, no, I haven't, yeah, I haven't gone through. Can you add too much? It's going to, no, it's going to be my no, question. I'm very much a more is more <laughs> wreath maker. Um, seed heads, again, depends how dry they are. You, you can find different ways of attaching them to the wire. So if you're very careful, you can pass the straight wire through the seed head. And then once it's gone through the seed head straight, you just bend the two prongs down again. So almost it's like in the hairpin and do it in the same way. Um, berries. I usually attach the berries at the, where we're creating the bunches. Yes, you said that when you add the greenery, work bunches of berries in. Yeah, at the same but if, time. You, if you forget or you have berries that you find later, you can always just chop them off and you can just literally just poke them into the moss and they're fairly secure there. Okay. And then I'm just thinking as well. I mean, uh, I, I remember years, years ago, we always used to have a, a holly wreath um, oh, yes. on our, our front door. And of course, it's blooming prickly, isn't it? Yes, so, yes, yes. <laughs> is 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 the process the same? And I'm guess I'm guessing it is, and it's just wear some gloves is the yes. answer for that. Yes, I think so. That's why I've stopped. Or use it sort non prickly holly, which is a nice variegated leaf with the berries. That's quite a nice one to use. But if you want it to look like a lovely sort of holly leaf, then it is you are going to get prickles in your hand. Okay, <laughs> okay. Um, I'm just thinking. How is what's the best way to attach a wreath to your your front door? I mean, we've got um, a knocker on our yes. front door, so yes. we we tie yes. it to the knocker. But then, of course, you can't use the knocker. Yes. So, so um, is there is there any you know what's what's the what's the best way to to display? It, I'm guessing. Yeah, so there are three main ways I would say. So, what tying to the knocker, which looks really nice if you've got a nice bow uh, and really beautifies the knocker. Or a traditional way is um, people sometimes, if they've got um, a wooden door, they put a nail in the inside of the door right at the top. Uh, there's a, a string, a bit of twine or ribbon or whatever it is attached to the top of their wreath. So, you attach that directly to your wire at the back uh, and you trail that all the way to the top of the door, top of the door, over the top, uh, inside and attach it to the nail that's on the inside. Oh, interesting. Yes. So it's actually attached inside, inside rather than out. And actually, you know, you, your door will still close, but it, it just is going over the top of the door and it's attached on the inside to that nail that's hidden at the top. So you don't see any attachments on the front and you don't ruin the front of your door. So that's the traditional method. Uh, or you get wreath hangers. So if you if you become a wreath aficionado and you're going to be making lots of them, you can get a wreath hanger, which is almost a periscope shaped thing. And then you can hang your wreath on the bottom one and then the top just hooks over the top of the door okay and i'm guessing that people will be able to pick those up you know at yes. nursery or garden yes. center or online i'm yes, guessing absolutely. they're not difficult to find yes. okay great so assuming my wreath is is on the door um and you know i think people are putting their christmas decorations up earlier and earlier yes, now aren't yeah, they and, yeah. and getting their real trees and their wreaths um you know sometimes late as the end of november so if if this is going on my on my door quite early in the season. What's the best way to keep it looking fresh? Is there anything I need to do? Anything I need to be mindful of? Yeah, I'd, I'd say it depends on what you've got on your wreath. So if you've got pine on it or some sort of conifer, that's going to last quite well anyway, doesn't it? It's quite low maintenance. Uh, if you've used other garden foliage that doesn't last as long, then I would say, you know, moisten 
keep your wreath base moist and when you're adding your bunches try and ensure that these stems of your bunches are sort of tucked into the moss at that stage where you're creating the base and then keep it moist and that will keep it going a bit longer. Um, I say if you're keeping your wreath indoors, sometimes people do as a table centerpiece, keep it away from radiators, don't let it dry out too quickly. And if it's outdoors, it's going to last a lot longer if it doesn't get wet because you sometimes get a bit of decay if it's getting wet. Um, and also if you've got the fruit, if you've used the dry fruit on the front, again, that mustn't get wet, otherwise it won't last very long. So okay. cool, cool and dry, but not too dry. <laughs> <laughs> so ideally under a porch or something, yes, but of course yeah. not everybody has that. Don't no, they? No, no. So. <laughs> Absolutely. And I think if you think it's going to get wet quite easily, um, then maybe perhaps use it as an indoor decoration as well. Okay, great. Okay. Um, right. Well, I think we're we're nearly there, aren't we? Yes. Um, I, I've had a really brilliant time. I'm even more excited that I'm going to have a Christmas wreath to take home shortly. Um, I think the last question really is, um, are there any rules? Rules. I know you've talked me through this and it's felt a really creative, fun process. And I could imagine all sorts of ways to really personalise this. Is there is there anything you shouldn't do, though, in oh. your mind? I can't think. No, I would. I would say just take your time with creating the base because it's very difficult to go back if your, you know, your foliage isn't attached securely. Um, anything you shouldn't do? No, you can add as much as you like to it. Um, I mean, this is a glue-free sort of making session, but you know, don't be afraid to if things are hanging off, and you can use glue for a bit of extra security. So, um, but yeah, no, nothing. I would uh, only. The only thing I say, maybe if you're adding berries, keep it away from pets because not all berries go well with pets. <laughs> okay, well, that, that's pretty much the same in the garden as well, yes, isn't it? Exactly, so, <laughs> exactly. Rules for the garden apply here. Okay, good stuff. Well, thank you so much. I've thoroughly, thoroughly enjoyed this. It's been it's oh. been brilliant. And actually, you know, we've only been chatting for just over half an hour, and we've pretty much got two Christmas stories yes. in front of us. If we which put just, them together, it'd be a full wreath. Absolutely. It? <laughs> it just goes to show how actually easy and quick this is. It, yes. was, it, wasn't, it wasn't complex at all. So thank you. It's great fun. And, um, you know, I'm, I'm thrilled with how the beautiful wreath you created for us looks on the December cover. It's just yes. beautiful. So, so thank Aww. you for that. Excited to see it. Uh, yeah, no, it's, it, looks, it, looks, it looks wonderful. Um, and I, th I think we're done. So thank yes. you. And oh, happy Christmas you, to you. Yeah, happy Christmas to you too. Enjoy wreath making. Thanks for listening to the BBC Gardener's World magazine podcast. So if you've enjoyed this episode, please tell others about it and rate us in your podcast provider app. And we'll see you next time.